And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 177. It's titled, Accept Yourself. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. All right, you beauties. Happy New Year. It's 2020. A new decade, not just a new year. I wonder what the 20s are going to bring us this century. Is there anything that you'd like to um, allow it to bring, maybe? I'll reiterate something that I say most New Year's days. Don't get hung up on resolutions. For most people, they're made in a very half-hearted way, with little or no expectation of becoming permanent. There are always exceptions to the rule. I know, you might be one of them. But on the whole, New Year's resolutions, they're more likely to be a waste of time, at best. And at worst, make you feel like a failure, which then holds you back from a decent level of self-esteem for the whole year. Before in the new year 2021, you have another half-hearted attempt, and on it goes again. Like I say, there are exceptions, and some people really do like that line in the sand that a new year can bring. And with it being a new decade as well, it might well feel like a good time to change. I've made enough episodes in the past about making habits stick and stuff like that, so have a listen to an old one if that's your thing at the minute. But make sure you come back to this, because today I want to talk about what seems at first like the opposite of change, but it might still be a change and might be the best one you could ever make. Because there is a surprising set of benefits to accepting yourself as you are. In making the decision to not changing and instead enjoying being you in the first place. Now to many of you, that might actually be quite a big change. It could be that you've been unhappy with who you are for many years and accepting yourself without judgment Having any level of appreciation for yourself without any terms and conditions might be unusual for you. And if that's the case, then bring it on. It's worth it. Clients come to me often because their self-esteem is is low and they want to learn how to see the good in themselves. They want to feel like a good enough person. They've maybe already been trying to turn some new thoughts into new feelings because they might know that they're a good enough person but they just don't feel it yet. So they might spend some time looking at areas of themselves that they know are good. They look for their strengths and they try to focus on them, reminding themselves that they are good enough because they are conscientious and thoughtful. They're kind and generous, but so often this comes out of their anxiety, their insecurity and low self-esteem. They're thoughtful because they feel guilty just for being themselves. They're conscientious because they fear judgment from everyone. And so I think there's more to raising self-esteem than just focusing on all the things that you might think are good about yourself. Because so often, a contributor to low self-esteem is the inability to accept our limitations and weaknesses, or the things we don't like about ourselves. We should be embracing all aspects of ourselves, not just the bits that we think are esteemable. 
I get quite annoyed sometimes at personal development because it seems to focus so much on improvement, as if who you are just isn't good enough in the first place. And of course, the demographic of people wanting to learn about personal development are people who aren't happy being who they are. And constantly being told that they need to be better, stronger, fitter, kinder, isn't going to help their biggest issue. Their biggest issue being that they hate themselves. Accepting your limitations, accepting your problems doesn't get in the way of overcoming them. It actually facilitates that. It actually helps instead, it really does, because it helps you to understand yourself better. With self-compassion rather than self-hate, you can learn to put yourself first rather than other people and begin to lift your self-esteem as you start to see that you are just as important as everyone else is. I think that self-esteem can naturally rise when people stop being so hard on themselves. But if you have a lifetime of being your biggest hater, it's not so easy. If this is you, then start small. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. There is this daft personal development myth that you can influence yourself and create some sort of magical future by altering your thought patterns and habits to match your desires. The whole, if you can see it, you can be it thing. And there is a time and a place for that. It might well help a golfer by mentally rehearsing their golf swing. It might help someone stay calm for their driving test and lots of other things besides, actually, it's not all snake oil. But it 100% needs to be realistic. If your self-esteem is low and you try to improve it by swapping your hateful thoughts for pleasant ones, it could actually set you back quite a way because having a mantra that says, I love myself, I am a wonderful person, is going to seem so far away from how you really think that it's highly likely to make them feel worse. And the research into that is quite well known in psychology circles. It just needs to be out there in the real world. But that's not to say that affirmations can't help. They just need to be structured appropriately. You can't go from, I'm a piece of crap, to, I am perfect. There are many, many steps first. So if you find yourself saying, I'm a piece of crap, you need to recognise that thoughts are just thoughts. They aren't actually reality. And start with an affirmation such as, it could be I'm better than I think I am. Or, I have the potential to like myself. I know it sounds like really small steps to work your way up to I'm a good person because there might be five steps in between as you go from it could be I'm better than I think I am to I'm better than I thought I was to it's possible I'm actually a good person to I know I can be a good person and then I am a good person. When you're starting this, It's worth recognising that your inner critic might not be the right source material for your beliefs about self. It might be quite biased against you. Does your internal dialogue really come from the right place to be accurate? Or is it just a pre-programmed script that you've been playing all your life that actually were other people's words that you heard so many times that it actually began to feel real? Because if you knew it was just a script, if you knew it was propaganda, you'd be suspicious, wouldn't you? If you heard Donald Trump, in a speech, say that he's the greatest president that the USA has ever seen, 
you'd probably not believe him because you know that the source is biased. If someone tells you that Mercedes are the best cars in the world, you're going to think and feel differently about it depending on where the voice is coming from. If it's a Mercedes sales executive, you'd probably think of the source as a bit biased. If it's a friend from work who had a Mercedes as a company car once and told you that they were gutted to have to give it back when their company swapped it for a BMW, you'd be more inclined to think of it as the truth. Or maybe your internal dialogue is biased. Maybe it's picked up an agenda over the years and is trying to hold you back. And that's painful to experience. But it's something that maybe needs to be accepted before improvements can be made. It's painful to acknowledge our weaknesses or our problems. But as the old saying goes, pain can't be avoided, but suffering can. And burying your head in the sand and pretending you're happier than you are might hold you back rather than help you overcome your issues. Accept yourself. Even if you think you're broken, so be it. Accept yourself as you are. Broken, wounded and stupid if you think you are. And in that acceptance of yourself can be a freedom to move on from feeling that way. Maybe your affirmations can be a mantra. In therapy, I talk with clients about acceptance a lot and um, about having a mantra that says, I can't change what has already happened. And things like, the past is the past. Or simply, it is what it is. You've heard me say that before. It is what it is. When we accept something, it begins to lose its hold over us because it's over with. It can't be changed. It is what it is. And it's gone. When we accept that, it gives our brain permission to stop ruminating over it, desperately trying to change the past by thinking, if only I'd done this, that, or if only I'd done the other. If you can prevent that and just accept that the the reality is that it's over with, it's the past, and it can't be changed, it stops you blaming yourself and really does help you to let things go. And in, in, in letting one thing go, you might well then pick something else up. In letting go of the past, you could pick up a better future. In letting go of self-hate, you can pick up self-esteem. And in doing that, so many issues can begin to be turned around. In accepting ourselves, we no longer need to look externally for validation. If we always look to other people to validate us, to tell us that we're good enough or not, we're probably not going to find what we need. We might find what we're unconsciously looking for instead because we might be looking for rejection without realising it. And if you look for it, you'll find it, of course. Especially when we attract people who think the same as us, because we do. We are drawn to people who hold the same beliefs as us. And if our beliefs are that we're a piece of crap and we have really negative self-talk, then we're more likely to attract people who are going to talk to us in the same way. And as a result of that, we can find we get into relationships with some really toxic characters if we're not careful. And so the opposite is true. If our self-talk is more compassionate, then it will eventually seem jarring that someone treats us badly, rather than expected. And we can take steps then to deal with that, if we have to, because we'll see it for what it is. Unfair. We'll know 
that we deserve to be treated better. And not only know it, but feel it as well. That's when we know we've made real progress. One thing I need to add through all of this, though, is the importance of patience. Rewiring your brain can be a long journey with many setbacks that feel like failure, but are actually just part of the process of progress. So be patient with yourself. No, it's not going to change overnight, but every time that you catch yourself putting yourself down or living in the past and making yourself worse, you accept who you are with all your history and baggage and tell yourself, thoughts are just thoughts, not reality. And I will be able to see that I'm a good person. It takes you ever closer to creating not just a better relationship with the people that are around you, but more importantly, a better relationship with yourself. Now, before I go, I want to give a big thank you to all the people that have supported me through 2019 on Patreon.com. If you don't know what that is, Patreon is a website that handles donations to artists and creators like podcasters and musicians. And I've been making podcast episodes every Monday for all my patrons throughout the year. And it's been going really, really well. And if you didn't hear me talk about it last month, I'm going to use any extra money that it makes to start funding therapy for those that can't afford it. And I've had quite a few people sign up on the $7 level, specifically because of that. And almost as many on the $1 level as well, even though they get nothing from it, except a warm glow knowing that they're making the world a better place. And so I'm going to be working with some organisations in the UK to make sure that this happens ethically. And it's going to be at a, a time when the NHS is under pressure to make savings. So if those of you that can afford to help out other people do, it means that those that can't won't have to. And of course, as a thank you for your $7 each month, you also get an extra podcast episode from me every Monday morning as well. So it's a real win-win all round. So thank you so much to those of you that have done that. It means a lot to me. It really, really does. So either I'll speak to you on Monday on the Patron Zone or I'll be back next month for the rest of you. Either way, have a great start to 2020 and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Love you. Bye-bye.